fourth episode of Evening Jaya. Apologies again for the delay between all these episodes. I know they've been really inconsistent, but as the school year comes to a close, I definitely want to be more consistent with uploading these. Um, anyways, with all that being said, I'd like to dive right into the topic for today, which is a discussion on the Desi diaspora. So, to begin this episode, I'd like to share an excerpt from a poem that I wrote a while ago that relates to this topic. Um, so I'll just start. We are homesick for a home that was never ours, and I think that's just part of being first generation. You are never truly American, never truly from your homeland. You are a traveler, clutching to tradition, to language, to recipes and music, and dresses and literature. We are time capsules housing the secrets of our cultures. So I wrote this poem a while back, and it basically just discusses the whole idea of being a first-generation immigrant, particularly a first-generation daughter, and being the oldest daughter, and that's like what that poem discusses, but just to give some context for this whole discussion, um, I came to the U.S. when I was one years old, so really I've been here for most, like, almost my entire life, and so being someone from the diaspora, like, you are American in the sense of you were brought up here, but at the same time, you your homeland and your culture has such a stronghold on you, and I think that it really shaped who I've become as a young adult and who I will continue to be. So just another caveat to this discussion is that I think what country your parents immigrated to, your family immigrated to, also really matters in this in this discussion. So I know for a lot of people who immigrated from Kerala, which is my home state in India, um, there's various different places that you immigrate to. So one popular place is just the Middle East in general, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. That experience is completely different than for someone like me who lives in the US or someone who was brought up in the UK. So I think it's also important just to recognize that as we have this discussion. So my first real exposure to Desi culture, I would say, is through food. Um, one of my favorite childhood foods is literally dal and rice. Yes, you can fight me on that, but I absolutely love dal and rice, and it was like such a meal that reminded me of home, and it still continues to remind me of home. And I think that understanding like that I ate different food than my classmates, or how you know, that played a huge part in me developing my identity as an Indian woman, as a Malayali woman. And I think that we've placed a lot of importance on food within our Desi cultures, and I think it, like, is just a really important part of our lives. And it actually inspired me to even have this discussion in general, so I made chaat today for the very first time. It's one of my favorite North Indian foods, but I have never really grown up making it. I usually would have it at like parties and it was one of those kind of dishes, but it wasn't something that we make at home. So I kind of just wanted to try it out today. And I think what I learned from this experience is just how diverse being a Desi person is because we take different parts of different cultures, even if they aren't necessarily part of what we grew up with or like our cultural background, we still take those parts of the Desi overall culture, if that makes any sense.
So just to kind of expand on this a little bit more, um, I grew up obviously from a South Indian background, um, but even growing up with a heavy South Indian background and being very Malayali in my identity, I would say that even though I grew up in that background, I still had a lot of North Indian influence within my culture or Pakistani influence within my culture, even I would say like Arab influence in my culture, because all of these cultures are very adjacent to each other when we are in the diaspora. We kind of have to rely on other minority groups to be able to like survive, I guess. And I think this was more of a deal with our parents just because I know for when my dad came here back in the early 2000s, um, he didn't have as many Indian people that he could surround himself with. So everyone just kind of didn't become as divisive because they didn't have all those groups to rely on. They only had that small group and everyone kind of banded together in a sense. So I guess just to say with that is that sometimes being a part of the diaspora it forces you to not have as much of a divide in certain cases because everyone is kind of forced to survive in this predominantly white environment and you want to make sure that your communities are good and taken care of. Um, so yeah, I think just even with the movies that I watch, the music, and even when we see other Desi people being represented in media or in politics or any other like larger spheres like that, we feel so proud even if they aren't necessarily directly from our specific culture because their representation is still helping us in the larger sphere of things. So I know that was a little bit uh, long-winded, a little bit confusing, but I hope that you guys got something out of this short discussion. There's a lot of topics within this that I would love to expand more on. Um, movies is one thing. I love Desi movies, particularly Malayalam movies, um, and I think that's a huge part of how I became a lot more involved in my culture is just through watching those movies and picking up on more of like the slang and the language through that way. Um, but then other topics as well, whether it be like representation in media, all these kind of things I would love to discuss later. But um, yeah, so I'd love to hear you guys' feedback as well. And until next time, lots of love. Ash. Bye guys.